Um, we are so excited to have you here on Connectal, talking about people. What else is there except for talking about people with amazing people? Uh, my name is Ayala Barron, and uh, this is my co-host, Tim McDonald. And Hello. together, <laughs> together uh, we've been together for a long time, uh, doing different things and creative things in the world. And uh, now we're curating the People Channel here on Connectal and are super excited to have you join. And we have an amazing uh, number of women here, um, since it is uh, International Women's Month as well. And um, we are very excited uh, to have you either participate live or listen through the podcast. And uh, Connectal is an amazing platform for our times. It brings people together in conversation. It looks at people, organizations, and economies. And uh, you can um, find out about different programs that are happening all the time and jump in and also lend your voice to it. Um, Again, uh, thank you for joining us. I'm going to hand it over to Tim to uh, start our conversation and dialogue around our online, international, global uh, roundtable here. All right. Well, thank you, Ayelet. I'm so honored to be here on uh, this wonderful day um, uh, and uh, have so many uh, friends and new friends I'm sure I'm going to have. Um, <laughs> but I, uh, I'm just really excited to talk about this topic because it's something that I think I've never looked at myself as an artist and recently have discovered, I think, what my true art is, um, which I will share in a minute. But uh, that's how I'm going to kind of ask everybody to kind of get us kickstarted here is maybe define, tell us a little bit about you and what what is your inner artist? What does that mean to you? Um, so maybe Tammy, if we could start with you, that would be great. I'd love, you know, it's interesting because I actually do consulting. I, I come out of music management. I've been a music manager for a couple decades and now I do consulting and working directly with artists through my academy, which is the Artistology Academy, uh, where I really work with artists in connecting with that part of them that really is that that inner that truth because i find i come out of music and i find a lot of times in the music space what happens is a lot of artists go into doing what is marketable and they move away from their true passion and so my my definition of really finding your inner artist is connecting with your true passion what is your passion and that's that's with everybody it's, it's one of my favorite icebreakers at a at a dinner is like, I ask people, what is your passion? Because that really is, I think, is where your inner artist lies. I like that. It might actually be a little bit about what I'm doing too, and how I discovered mine, which only took me 50 years to, to figure out. But uh, <laughs> so, so uh, uh, Margo, how about uh, for you? What, how do you define your inner artist and, and a little bit about your your background and how you discovered that oh boy thank you great question uh my inner artist is my is my inner five-year-old she's free she's so curious she's so tuned into the environment around her but she's not distracted or um dissuaded by it like the whole world is kind of her tapest her playground and um that I mean, that's that's kind of the essence to me is a childlike curiosity. Um, as we grow up, you know, I, I was a very creative child and I had a burning desire just to create and connect and connect with other people. Uh, and so as an adult, and we'll ho hopefully get into this a little bit more later, fear enters the picture, intimidation, competition, all of those things that we don't experience as children. So as an adult, my inner artist, um, everybody's inner artist has to kind of cope with, and like what Tammy said about doing what's marketable rather than doing what's true and what is calling you. So I hope I answered your question. I don't think there was a right or wrong answer. It's, okay. uh, it's your answer and I love it. Right. <laughs> 
that's that's what I, that's what I like about this. It's it's like we're not like there's it's not like a quiz. It's not you know there's no right or wrong. It's just different people's perspectives of what it means to them, and I'm sure somebody else can relate to each one of us in a different way. And I think that's the beauty of the conversation and how and why I think this question is important is because it kind of sets the stage for maybe how we look at that and how other people can can start connecting with us in a in a more purposeful way. So um, I, I really love it. Um, so not not last because I yell I, I, I and I still have to go too. Um, but uh, Megan, it's so good to see you, my friend. <laughs> I know. It's so good to see you too. It's been a long time. I know. Uh, we've, we've, we've chatted on, on, on a lot of different social networks. Um, but the last time we actually did this, I think was the first time, like one of the first times I actually met you <laughs> doing a video chat. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's true. I mean, yeah, we met Gosh, probably 10 years ago in Chicago, or maybe not, not, not quite 10 years ago, but maybe like nine years ago in Chicago. And um, now three or four cities later, I'm in Paris. <laughs> and um, I've had like five different lives. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's something I've been thinking, I've thought about quite a lot is what is an artist? Because um, I started my life from the time I was five years old, I said to my mom, I started by reading um, uh, birthday cards out loud. And um, to me, that was like, I, I basically wanted to read everything I could out loud to my mother. And that quickly turned into acting. So I was an actress from the time I was five years old. I went to an arts high school. Um, you know, it's interesting what uh, Tammy was saying about like, we do what we, we, we think is marketable. And I went to USC, I majored in theater there. Um, and then it quickly became a job and it quickly became like, how am I supposed to like get famous? How am I supposed to, you know, become this, like gr the greatest actress um, on earth. And I lost all the fun of like the, just the joy of, um, of playing, which is really like what it was all about. And, um, so I left all together. I had a, uh, actually, you know, prior to the Me Too movement, I had this really horrible experience with the director in LA, which, um, he basically told me that if I didn't quit my job and, um, commit a hundred percent to this play that I was in, that I would never be an actress. Um, he kind of slowly lost his mind throughout the rehearsal process. And, um, there was this, and we had like a 12 week run where I, my character was slowly going crazy on stage. So I left, I left acting altogether and then uh, went into tech. And um, I guess what I want to say about artists is actually probably a little bit, I, I love Elizabeth Gilbert's take on it where I follow creativity. I follow, um, I don't necessarily believe anymore that you know, it has to be, you have to define your passion or you have to define like, you know, the medium that you want to work in. For me, creating is where, however you want to express that and whatever medium you want to express that in. So um, for me, that's, art is, is definitely childlike and is definitely, um, but it doesn't have to be like limited to acting or anything like that. So, yeah. Amazing. And I, yeah. I love that. I love this because I learn like from every, you know, even though, you know, like Megan said, we've known each other for probably like nine years. I keep learning new things about her. So this is great. Um, <laughs> so Ayala, do you want to share before I do? Yeah, I do because this is really inspiring me. Um, I think that, you know, for me, I lost my way as an artist. I had to audition to get into university. I was a theater major and um, things changed really quickly. And somehow I, you know, my dream has always been to be a playwright. Um, and somehow that got knocked out of me. And, you know, in the whole world of like trying to find a job and being successful and all the, all the stories that we were told, I, I took another path. And even within the corporate environment that I spent a lot of time in tech, 
Um, that artist got really shut down because I had to write in a certain way and I learned how to be chatty. And, and so, you know, it, it really didn't allow um, for the self-expression that I think we, we know about artists. And I think we're seeing a big shift in the world right now where people want to show up as who they are in the world and not have like these two people, professional self and personal self. Everybody wants to be just one person. So I think this conversation of, of like finding the artist within you and everybody's journey about it is really important because if more of us saw playgrounds instead of battlegrounds and, and we were able to show up with our inner artists and not say, oh, I'm a musician or I'm a performer or I'm a writer or whatever, because there's a lot of creativity and imagination that we need to bring back into the world. And I'm really excited. Um, and just like just this conversation right now, I want to spend like a, a week with all of you talking more about <laughs> um, this journey because I think it's so important for the world and, 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 and really important. So Tim, can you tell us a little bit about your inner artist? <laughs> well, yeah, if you would have asked me like even a month ago when we first came up with this topic, I didn't think I was going to have anything too much to add. I was just going to be the one like absorbing and I still will absorb, but you know, I, I, it really just dawned on me the other day while I was at work and I, somebody asked why I got hired for what I did, which if you look at on paper, what I got hired for and what my experience was, there might've been a match there, but it never was anything that like exact, here's the boxes that I checked. And I started when my CEO told me that Tim always brings a certain enthusiasm and a new way of looking at things to what he does that I've never felt before from anybody else. And when I heard that, I started thinking that wasn't on the job description. <laughs> that wasn't what anybody told me I had to do. And then I started really looking deep inside of myself and started understanding that even though I didn't grow up in music, I took trombone lessons for like less than a half a semester. Um, I took an art class and drew the best um, human ear when we had to draw a profile of a head. That's what I got credit for was drawing the detail of the ear. Um, I got into a sculpture class in ASU by not taking any other art classes only because my best friend was in the art program and, and got me a buy to uh, bypass all the prerequisites to take a sculpture class. And I, I poured and cast a, a bronze sculpture. Um, that was pretty cool. Um, and I still draw with crayons every once in a while. Um, but that's like, if you ask me what, what I do that's artistic, that's what I do. But my true inner artist is who I am and what I have for other people. And, and that's my, my gift, I think, is, is those things that are intangible that nobody else has except you, that's your inner artist. Thanks, Tim. I'd, I'd love to um, get your thoughts about how do you show up in the world? Like, do you show up in the world as an artist? Like, you know, um, I'm, I'm just opening it to anyone about how do you show up and are you showing up in an authentic way that you feel or are you still kind of caught in, in the system? Um, I'll, I'll jump into that just because it's, it's kind of a, a new thing for me again. Um, uh, you know, back in the day, I was always an, an actress and sorry, I hear a little bit of feedback. Is that just me or is it okay? Okay. Um, and then I went into the corporate world and I tried to like kind of push down, you know, any kind of semblance of my artistry. And, and even though I always had kind of weird hair, like side shave or whatever, I would express it like in, in different ways, I guess, in my, um, in my outward appearance. But you know, I just left the corporate world. I left the New York Times in December, and now I'm um, back in writing and creating and making films and um, finishing novels and directing plays, like I've kind of everything. Um, so it's, it's, it, it's equal parts incredibly freeing and scary as hell like um every day like i have my i have a board of directors actually on my wall which i printed out it's it's like stevie nicks and joan of arc and oprah <laughs> and so, <laughs> awesome it basically like helps me you know 
I mean, I look at them, I think, and I actually have Hakka dancers um, up there just because <laughs> Jamar would appreciate. Um, because it just, it helps me to uh, remember like the true power inside of me. And, you know, there's never been anyone great who um, didn't allow them their full selves to shine. So that I think that's kind of, you know, um, anything that I can do every day to remind me of that it's okay to just be me, um, I try to do. And easier said than done, but that's where I am. I, I mean, I think it's actually pretty tough to, to be an artist when you're not in the art world. Um, because there's a lot of people that don't get you and they don't understand you and you look different and you, I mean, I don't think I look different, but I look like me, um, <laughs> but I, I, you know, I mean, I, I might approach things differently and have a different mindset. And that to me is like one of the most challenging things to be in an environment that is business oriented, that other people are the driving forces for what you do and they're paying your paycheck, but you need to still want to show up as yourself. And so it's, it's kind of this, it's not ever being fake or being somebody different when I go into the office, but it's definitely, definitely a mindset of how do I approach them in a way that they can relate to that still remains true to who I am. I don't know. I mean, I see a lot of nodding heads, so I'm guessing other people have felt or experienced this before. So don't, don't, I don't, I don't want to keep talking. I want you guys to jump in and, and take those nods into, into talk. <laughs> I'm happy yeah, I, to jump in. Yeah. Uh, so I am uh, in the world as a photographer. I've been creative since I was a kid. And my first aspiration as a teenager was to be a a creative business woman, self-employed. I had no idea what that meant. And I remember planning to study business in college and uh, somebody asked me in high school, you know, what are you going to study? And I said, business. And they, you know, what are you going to study? And he said, photography. And I went, oh my God, how impractical. <laughs> And I was speaking almost like a parent. And then I found myself getting my business degree with a really kind of exciting, my creativity took a, uh, me on an exciting adventure that I would love to share about um, at a, you know, later in the conversation. But I uh, found on this path, my love of people and my love of self-expression and my love of connection and my love of creating led me to the camera and my love of adventure. And I learned with a camera in my hand, pretty much the world is my oyster. I can do anything, be anything, meet anybody, and I'm going to get choked up. My experiences have been so profound and incredible. I mean, it's led to me photographing multiple presidents, very visible people. Um, challenged people in India, Africa, and the whole tapestry of humanity in between. So, you know, to me, and actually picking back, uh, referring back to the original question, it's about experiencing my full humanity. It's joyful, it's painful, it's empathetic, it's all of the above. So in my life right now, I'm profoundly grateful because that's how I show up every day. And the life of an artist is not linear and is not predictable, especially in our world these days. And maybe it's always been like that, but it's not, it's not linear for a reason. Keep us guessing and keep us jumping, <laughs> keep a fire under our butts, but uh, it's not easy, but I'm committed to it. And so that's how I show up. Thanks, Tammy. How are you showing up? Well, you know, it's really interesting because when you think of the definition of an artist, we typically think of people that are, you know, creating, expressing in the performing arts or visual arts. But when you look at a de the definition of art as the quality of communication, it, it opens it up to, 
to a lot of different areas. And honestly, I, I think that there is an inner artist in all people. Again, going back to just passion, you know, when you connect with that authentic truth, that place, that, that little girl that Margot spoke about, you know, we can find that, that innocence, that purity where we, where we have true joy and passion. For me, when I, you know, my, in my, throughout my career, it was always about focusing on helping the artists that I was managing because that was my responsibility to help them find their truth and to, to express. But when I sh transitioned from that, it was, I had to really look within, like, what is, what is it for me? Because everything was always about other people. And I really found, for me, it was writing. And I just so, it just opened up so much for me. And I found that, that, that little girl in me. Um, so for me, I can, I can say that, you know, through my academy, writing courses, creating courses, and and writing books that inspire others to follow their authentic truth is is what I is how I choose to show up in the world and what really gets me excited every day. Honestly, I love that. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Tim. No, I, I was I was just gonna I was just gonna ask a question because I've really you know dove dove deep into this in the last you know five or six years, but. You know, Tammy, I'm curious because you you talk about the passion, and I love that you know you could see your passion coming through. But you know, I've always been kind of you know follow your passion, but then I really got into the purpose, right? And so I'm curious just how you look at the difference between purpose and passion, and where they come in to play with your inner artist. Great question. Actually, I think they're synonymous because I think that we we innately are given a, a gift. And that gift aligns with, that gift is, is our passion and it aligns with what, what our purpose is in this world. I think that if you look at your journey and you see all of the different things that you've done throughout your life, everything kind of starts to paint this, this picture and you can start to see like the, the things that are repeat, that repeat the, the cycles, the, um, all of, there's 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 a picture that gets painted and you can really start to see what you're especially I'll say in the challenges that you've gone through in your life those things I believe will keep showing up for you to learn new things from them but eventually for you to be able to share and teach other people through your whatever your expression is because you have become the expert in whatever that is because you gone through your trials with it. And I think that that is a good way to be able to identify your purpose and to marry your passion with it. I love talking about, um, Margo, what you mentioned around the nonlinear um, world. I think like we're, we're kind of conditioned into thinking about cause and effect and how things kind of go. And I think finding your inner artist is also about flow and falling down. I mean, I love, Megan, what you were talking about as well of, of trying and, and trying to find that inspiration from within. And I think it's something that we don't talk a lot about because a lot of people give their power away um, all the time. And, and finding your inner artist is, is about like living in your power and, and knowing that you're gonna, you know, you're gonna be raw and real, but who, who on earth today uh, wants to be raw and real? Um, so what are some of the kind of the, the, the struggles that you have and how do you deal with them? And is it okay to even talk about them? Like, how do we get more people to open up? How do we get um, kids um, to, you know, to be kids? Like, I, 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 I was with a bunch of, uh, of seniors recently and, and I love our elders. And um, the oldest person in the room was like 94. And I asked each person to kind of visualize their seven-year-old self. And I could just see the people lighting up. I mean, it's just incredible. What can we do, not just for us individually on our journeys, but what can we do collectively to really spark this? I mean, are there questions that we can ask? Uh, what are some of your thoughts about that? So it's, a, it's a deep... I have, a, I have a lot of different things that I would love to say about that, but um, 
Well, I'll say two quick things. Um, one, last year, I when I was still at the New York Times and I was really feeling like, you know, I was creating kind of in an isolation. Um, you know, I would go home after work and I would write in my apartment or I would stay home on the weekends. And, and I was after work one day with a, a friend and um, I was like, you know, I mean, I, I love like creating by myself, but there's something I miss about being able to collaborate with other people. And, you know, I had written in my diary actually at the beginning of last year that all I wanted to do was create cool shit with people I liked. And I was like, <laughs> that simple, <laughs> you know, like, like it doesn't have to be good shit. It just can be like, you know, um, create shit. So I kind of that night went home and I wrote this kind of manifesto um, and I created this thing called the Creative 13 because I, I Googled num the number 13 and basically it was the patriarchy had taken the number 13 and completely um, villainized it and made it like evil where actually it's the divine feminine number and for creativity and rebirth. And um, so I brought 13 people together for a weekend and it was amazing just the amount of people who were interested in this weekend and just to bring projects to use a collective consciousness that was there and to bring it to the next level. So I'm not saying that like you need to have a, a weekend away. Maybe it's just like an evening where you invite people over. Um, but it, I don't, I think the biggest thing is that creating doesn't have to be in isolation. And if we can like do it and make it fun and make it collaborative, then um, that's, that's one of my tips. So yeah. <laughs> Anybody else? <laughs> I, I, can, I can tell Tammy's waiting to speak, I think, because she was going to say something and she was waiting for somebody else to talk. And this is what I love about video. I've been doing this for years. And <laughs> it's like, it's the whole thing of like, you either talk over each other or there's this awkward silence in between. And, <laughs> and it's the one thing I don't think that we've gotten down in video that we can do in person, right? Like there's no awkward silence. There's no talking. Well, maybe there is a lot of talking over each other in person, but, <laughs> but <laughs> so, so I didn't mean to cut you off, Margo, but I, I just kind of okay. sense that, that, that Tammy was like waiting for the opportunity to jump in before somebody else talked. <laughs> it's okay. Oh, that's I, just giving it to you. <laughs> I was just gonna say really quick, it, for, for me, it's just really simple. It's just showing up as who you are, being, being, your, your, being the artist that you are and that inspiring others to do the same. Mm -hmm. I would just, I would just jump in there if we were on the dinner conversation that I find that a lot of people don't know who they are. You know, they've lost touch with who that is because they define themselves actually from a structural perspective of like being a parent or what they do for work or, you know, they, a lot of people don't know who they are anymore and it's really scary. Um, what, what are your thoughts on that? I, I agree. That's why I say for the, for the artist that note that is an artist and is comfortable being who they are to, to be that so that they can inspire other to awaken that and inspire that in others, because we do need that. We do, you know, there's something about when you see people that are, you know, living their truth, it, it inspires you to want to do the same. Right. So that's what I would say. Thank you. Margo. Uh, just a few thoughts. One, I love what Megan was saying about inviting people together. So if you were a little bit intimidated, you could show up with nothing or a pad of paper and just being in the room with others and having that intention will likely spark something. Um, so staying in isolation, probably not helpful having kind of blank canvases where you're free and safe and there's some sort of facilitation to get you to quiet your inner critic and to tap into whether it's meditation, movement, could be any number of tools. Um, one major kind of um, uh, inspiration for me and for hundreds of thousands of people has been the Burning Man Festival. Burning Man Festival is a blank canvas for anyone and everyone to show up 
create, participate, and on a very large scale. And you know, just hundreds of thousands of people have experienced it and found that found their creativity there, and it has changed their lives. And it, it changed mine too. Um, so I say, I suggest on a community level, having more connection, more opportunities for neighbors, friends, and, you know, even if it's just a work project, a, a, a local community project where you're solving something in the community, it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't have to be artsy. Just get together and create. Well, and I and I love that you're talking about bringing people together because that's kind of what I do for work is I bring people together. But um, I've learned that when you don't see something that you want to be part of, and this is true, I think, for a lot of people who identified who they are and who their inner artist is, that they can't find something out there or they don't see something or they're not aware of something yet that is existing and they want to create something on their own and bring people together. It's, it's one of the most difficult and challenging things and scary things that you can do, but it's only in your head that it's scary because it doesn't matter if you put out your intentions on bringing people together and nobody shows up, you showed up. And the first time I ever did this, I remember I was, I was heavily, as Megan mentioned, we met each other in Chicago. I was on the board of directors for Social Media Club Chicago. We averaged about 150 people at our monthly events each month. And I kept yearning in these early days. Anybody remember tweet ups in the early days of Twitter uh, <laughs> where you got off of your phones and you went together and everybody asked me what's a tweet up. And I said, it's actually the time you get together and you don't actually use your phone to, to communicate with each other. Uh, <laughs> but but I went to one in another suburb because I didn't live in the city. I loved lived in, a, in the suburbs and I went to one in another city. And I was there and I said, I wish somebody around me would do something like this. And I'll never forget, it was run by Sarah Evans and, um, and uh, oh God, I'm gonna draw a blank, two people. Um, <laughs> and I was there and they both looked at me and said, why don't you do it? Hmm. And I just thought to myself, I'm like, I can't do it. I don't have a following like you. I don't have, you know, I don't know the connections at these places. And then I started thinking, I'm like, well, wait a minute. What made them get all these people to show up? What made them to get this place to give them the space to hold this event? And then I just did it. And I, I remember I went to one of the hotels that was right by me that was on Twitter. I asked them if we could have their little lounge area, a little dedicated space. They said, how many people? I said, uh, 10. <laughs> and um, and that was my hope. I was going to be very impressed if we got 10. And I, I talked to a couple friends. I got some donations and 13 people showed up to that event. That event went on for the two and a half years that I still lived in Chicago. We had over 450 people attending overall and our, and our average attendance and ended up being about 50 and our largest was about 120 per an event. And that was all something that started from me just putting my attentions out there. But I got to tell you, from a human standpoint, from me being me, it's easy to look back on that and say that that was easy. That was about damn hard. That was the scariest thing I think I had ever done in my life at that point was to put myself out there like that. And what if I showed up and I was the only one? And I had this business that I told I was going to have 10 people. And I got all these donations that were expecting us to share pictures of their products online. And, you know, it, it, was, it was the most scariest thing I had ever done in my life at that point. And I'm just like, that's why I'm just like, I want to encourage people that are talking. I mean, I get choked up when I talk about this because there are so many people that have great stories that they want to share their gift with the world. And they're too afraid to do it. And you need to be able to look inside and share that with us. Because if you don't share it, we don't know you're there. We don't. And, and Tim, that's Tim, that's something that you taught, you know, like if you wouldn't have done that, I never would have met you. And, you know, because you showed up in San Francisco and we don't even remember how we met each other. It was so crazy. And, you know, Tim has taught me that 
you are somebody like when you're looking around and you're asking, you know, somebody should do this, that you have to remember that you are somebody that can do it. And, and, you know, tearing down the divisions that we have and bringing us into connection um, is so important. And I think, you know, Tammy, that's one of the things that I love about what you're creating and bringing into the world is bringing artists together. And, you know, we tend to put artists on a pedestal and, and, and people want to be in that, but they, they have the same fears, the same concerns and the same challenges. And uh, somebody online, I think it was Dan, uh, wrote about, you know, being an artist is about living your truth um, and, and being able to express yourself. And Tim has done just, a, just a, an amazing um, job of, of I, I see Tim as an artist. I don't see him as the community guy. And um, what are your thoughts, Tammy, about like, you know, if, if, you, if you had to look on the community of, of, of artists, what are the fears and stuff there? I so resonated with what Tim just shared because that is me. That is, you know, I've created this amazing community. I mean, this platform for a community and amazing courses. And this has been my baby that, you know, I have not put out there. And honestly, it's fear. It is fear. And, you know, I can, I can work with artists one-on-one -on -one consulting, but like really putting it out there, I just haven't done that. And I am, I am so inspired because you just inspired me. So I am, I am just going to go ahead and do that. And, and, and speak, hearing Megan and Margot share, that, that is what I created it for, collaboration and community. That's what we need, you know, because I think what happens a lot of times is you artists do isolate. And a lot of times it is because they're, we're very empathic. We feel the energy of other people. And if you're not with like-minded people that you can sh really freely share yourself, you choose to not engage. But if you knew you could engage with like-minded artists that you could collaborate with, I think, I mean, I, I, my mantra is I believe that artists are the architects of society and that the messages that are delivered through whatever the medium is is what's gonna shift this, the world, you know? And, and the consciousness of artists tends to be, the authentic consciousness of artists is, is one that the world so needs right now. And so I believe that if we came together as communities, what could we create? What could we do? And I'm just, not, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really inspired to, to bring us together to do that. However, however, we can co-create that together. So thank you for inviting me here because I'm so inspired now. <laughs> and thank you for sharing that, Tim, really. Thank you. You know, I, I talk a lot about, um, I did this thing where I gave something away every single day for a year. And you might think that's crazy and it might've been a little crazy, but what I learned during that whole process was it's very difficult to give something away. And what you just did there was you received what I gave and that is the greatest gift I could ever get. So thank you. Wow. Thank you. So some of the other architects. <laughs> <laughs> Megan? Um, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> you want it to be <laughs> no I, mean, I was just sitting here listening and um and a lot was going through my mind about uh you know i put up my very first i wrote a play um and i put up my very first play bowling play that i wrote um as a stage reading a week ago the last not this sunday but the sunday before and i would say since then i've i've pretty much like Either I've gone out just to party or like I've isolated myself because I've been so exhausted from that experience of putting myself out there. And basically what it was, it was a stage reading of, of my play and then there was feedback um, immediately following it. And it was so, like talk about terror. I mean, it was like, <laughs> Like not only to see the act, like the first for the first time my words being spoken by actors, but then to get feedback immediately following from the people um, having just watched the play that I wrote, 
Um, and, and I, you know, it's so easy to go into your head and listening to you guys, you know, and, and I'm hearing myself talk about how important community is and how important that is. And, um, and it's just, it, that fear can become debilitating. And, and I have, I have a number of, um, techniques and things that, you know, I've done that I've used and that have, that have, that help sometimes and other times don't. And I don't, I don't know how to get over that besides just keep showing up and, and just keep reminding yourself that it's, it's important. And I, I have to say that like, one of the most inspiring things I've done this year was, um, so the kids in Parkland, um, after the mass shooting that happened last year, I've been working with the nonprofit there for the past year. And um, there's these two girls and right after the shooting, they wrote this song called Shine. And from that song, they basically, for the, they performed it for the very first time, like for the very first time performing in front of anybody on CNN Town Hall, uh, in front of millions of people. And they've since gone to perform that in front of millions of other people since then all around the world. And this nonprofit that um, was started because of those two girls is all about helping to heal people through the arts. And so we bring, um, uh, we bring in arts therapists and drama therapists into the community um, to help heal people through the arts. And I think if that tragedy, like if the healing power of art doesn't, if you can't see how much art can heal by taking that as a case study in and of itself, like I'm just constantly reminded through working with, with these kids, like why I do what I do. And, um, you know, it, it yeah, I'm kind of going all around in circles, but like the major thing is that art heals, art brings us together. And, you know, and the fear is such like a small, piece of that and we have to get over ourselves because at the end of the day it's not about us <laughs> you know it's about us serving um spirit or the universe or whatever it is and and bringing that into into the world so and expressing ourselves thank you that's incredible yeah Margot. oh my gosh i'm sorry i thought i already answered the question <laughs> no, just, what do you want to talk about? There's no question. <laughs> Share something with us. Inspire uh, us. What do I want to talk about? Um, the getting over, getting over the fear. I think that would be really good. Um, what I have found over time is we need to have internal space to create. If we're too in our heads, um, we just don't, we don't have the internal capacity and space to imagine. So um, what that could look like for people is exercising, meditating, writing, just getting all the junk um, in, uh, what was the name of that amazing book? Um, can't, uh, the Artist's Way, writing your morning pages and just releasing all that and then creating external space for yourself. So that's a little bit of time, an artist date. Um, also, I've found decluttering, removing stuff from your environment will free up the internal space for you. But for, for, for me, I'm, it's definitely happened. And I think if it's true for me, it's probably true for others. Um, and fear is a very real thing, especially, it's very real. <laughs> especially around, um, you know, what it costs to live in the modern world. Um, so there are significant pieces around, you know, uh, being a, a business person. You really should have business chops, and maybe I'm getting too practical and not so inspiring, but I, I, it, I think it really is important. Uh, it's one thing to create, uh, and it's very important. We should all be creating, but if you want to create for a living, you really do need to approach it as a business person. So I just want to put it out there that, you know, I am so grateful that I studied business because I can now refer back to that 
and uh, call on that and be a be be five be a five year old create a five year old for the rest of my life. But that 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 was not wasted. Education is never wasted. Doesn't matter what it is. So um, so yeah, create space and overcome your fear. Well, overcoming your fear by just doing and getting strong business skills. If, if it's something that, uh, that you want to pursue professionally. Great. Well, you know, it's, it's funny, like I personally jumped off the manual. It took, it took me a while. Um, I noticed that I was um, firing myself from different situations, whether it's beliefs, people, ideas, organizations, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And um, it, was, it was really interesting because the whole notion of success, societal success really shifted. And I think that people don't really realize that success is fleeting. So you're a best-selling author, great. You're, you won an award, great. Um, you did this or that, great. Um, I think we need to have different conversations and really understand what does success mean to you because nobody knows what makes you happy. Uh, nobody knows what makes you sad and and where the learning comes in as well and I think this is not something we spend a lot of time because you know somebody posts like if you want to spike your your likes um, post post a photo with a celebrity right and everybody's then jealous like I wish it was me um, <laughs> and and instead of like you know it goes back to our conversation before about like who are you and what you're doing um, I don't even know how, but in the last two years, I just finished writing two books um, and flying a lot around the world and doing other things. And I, it wasn't because I, I followed somebody's manual to do that. It was really tapping into the fact that I always wanted to be a writer and I was always told that I couldn't do it because I had to make a living. And I think this conversation about business and making a living and becoming whole becomes really important um, in what we're talking about. And I'd love to get some, some thoughts and some wisdom and insights and advice as well, because, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are waking up to reality and, and, and thinking like, oh my God, now, you know, things are different and they feel like they owed something. And I think like in everything in life, you have to work really hard, but work can be play. And we need to have a new conversation about this. So I'd love to get kind of your thoughts on that because this is kind of um, something that I think people ought to struggle with. Yeah, I mean, I don't think everybody has to make their art into a profession. I mean, I think, you know, if it's something that feeds your soul and you can you can still go and, and have your, your day job and, you know, if you're able to manage that, then that's absolutely great. And, and for me, you know, in the beginning, like I said, with acting, it completely... I think actually making it into a business killed my, my love for it. And so now I'm, I'm, I'm able to find it playful again because, um, because I don't, I don't have to rely on it for the bills. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, I, I think it's finding your own balance and everybody's different. I mean, for me, I do really, really well constantly having like mul juggling multiple things all at the same time. And so, you know, I don't have any kids. I'm not married, um, which also helps. And, um, so it means I can do what I want when I want. And, um, but I think, you know, we, we have so much shame around, I mean, the artist way, for example, is, is brilliant. And I did it. I did the whole thing last, last year. I did it with a coach though, because I, I don't really think it's so intense and it's 12 weeks and, um, and I've talked to so many people who have felt such shame because they didn't finish it or they started it. And, you know, I think we just, we set up these unrealistic goals and sometimes the best thing you can do is, I mean, I think the best part of the artist way is the artist dates and the morning pages. I mean, for sure. Right. Those are the two, uh, for anybody who doesn't know, those are the two kind of staples within it, which you wake up every morning and you write three pages nonstop that all, like a brain dump onto onto the page that's been life-changing for me but the artist date is all about just 
going out and literally playing. So taking a walk, taking photographs, maybe doodling on a piece of paper. And so like those little things that we don't allow ourselves to do. And I think we get so obsessed with like, this has to be something or has to like, this piece of art has to, I have to sell it. I have to make a career out of it. And it's like, no, that's not the point. Like the point is to, um, to free your mind, to, you know, for your spirit to hopefully inspire others. And then as you do that little by little, um, it has a ripple effect. And I think that's, that's the most important thing. And it's just finding what works for you in your life that you have built. You know, it, it's, it's interesting because I just, I read an article last week about um, how the most famous artist, you know, for centuries has been less about their talent I, I shouldn't say that they're not talented. I'm not saying that the article implied that, but it's less about their talent than the social circles they were in as far as why they're so well known. And it goes all the way to, back to like Picasso and, and, you know, and others that, that we all know that were like, Oh, wow. And then you, you read it and it's like, Oh, it is about who they know. And then that got me thinking to why do we think our, you know, like our artists, right? has to be something big it's because we watch shows like shark tank where the judges tell you that that's a hobby and not a business and i'm saying bullshit that is your business it doesn't have to be investable it doesn't have to get venture capital it can be something that you just want to create and you can sustain yourself and your life to be happy enough doing i mean that's what you know i mean three years ago I left my job, I quit my job as in marketing, and I thought I was gonna go out and just give talks and workshops. And I'm not the type of guy who wants to market myself to do that. So I always waited for people to come to me. Well, that didn't really pay the bills to put the roof over the head. And so my wife has been doing eBay since I first met her, said, why don't you start on eBay? And I started selling on eBay. And I started making money doing that. And I still got a few speaking things and I still did a few workshop things. And then I got a contract job doing some work for, for a couple authors. And, you know, all of a sudden then I went and got a full-time job again. And I'm so here I am working four jobs, all that I feel give, use my talents and my skills and in very different ways, but also very similar to, to what I want. I am being me. I'm doing what I want to do. I'm not waiting for somebody else to tell me, here's how you have to do this. Check this box, do step one, two, three. And, and you know, if, if I were to go pitch this on a show like Shark Tank, I would get laughed off the stage if I even got past the producers to be on stage because nobody would think that my way of living and being who I was, was investable. And you know what? I'm perfectly fine with that because I don't care. I do not want to have employees. I do not want to have a boss telling me how I need to do something, how I need to get things done, who I need to hire, who I need to fire. I just want to be me. And I want to give my gift to the world. And if you can do that and live and sustain yourself in a way that you're comfortable with, not what you see somebody else living, but that you're comfortable with, that to me is the greatest gift you can give yourself. Mm. Yeah, I don't think that, I mean, you know, I, I would just go back to your point about like the, the who you know and those social circles. Like, I actually kind of look at it a different way and that they, they were hanging out with each other and they're like movements. And I look at that as a movement can come out of two or three people. So, you know, when I did the Creative Third Team, we were like, this could be like a movement in and of itself. And you just, you never know if you do something, what ripple effect that's going to have. And I don't necessarily think that it was because they were a part of that. You know, I think they created it together. It wasn't that. And I think that's, that actually shows the power of like how powerful we are. Um, that like three people, you know, existentialists in sitting in a cafe in Paris can create a whole movement or the whole, you know, four people in Italy can create a whole movement. It's like, I would look at that that way in my my myself but um <laughs> well and it was and to be fair it was more talking about the social circles that they were within that led to their success and well-knownness more than their actual talent did 
Like if they didn't have the same social peep circles around them that they were involved with, their talent would have wouldn't have elevated them to the level that they got to. And and I'm not saying, you know, I'm not I'm not discounting or or putting them down at all. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that I think too many of us look for what everybody knows instead of looking at who we are and what we have to offer. I think that's my main point is is it's not about like just trying to be who somebody else is. It's trying to be who we truly are. But they were also kind of revolutionaries in their own right because they were doing stuff that other people hadn't done in the past either. So they were, you know, they were being their authentic self. It was also because of that, that then they were able to, um, you know, be be as big as they were as well. So they're, they're different. Their gift, their art, their inner artist definitely let us know who they were and let that, that their social circles propel them to where they were. No doubt at all. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know how this happened, but we're almost uh, coming to the end, which is just like, for me, I wish it was the beginning. Um, so I'd love to uh, hear from, from each person about a little bit about kind of uh, what, what question do you have for people? What advice do you have for people? What advice do you have for yourself? Anything that you just want to share? Maybe we can start um, with you, Tammy. Uh, as as Tim was just speaking, I was I was thinking that you know when you bring together your your skill set and your creativity, that that is where innovation happens. And if there weren't artists, there would not be any innovation. If there were not the willingness to to step out there and do something different, then we wouldn't we wouldn't have the advances that we have in the world. So. I just, I, I just say, you know, be true to your, your, your skill set, to your passion, to your creativity, innovate, create, and, and bring what you came here to bring, because we each have a unique divine purpose and have something special to give to the world. Margo, with your art, what, what are your thoughts? Um, I just really want to encourage command, command no command everyone to, um, to take one step in the next 24 hours, even if it's a baby step in a new direction. Any kind of curiosity that's out there for you, take one, Google it, take a walk, think about it, write something down clear space for yourself, take 20 minutes and see what happens. Just see what happens. I just think if we all did that every day, we'd, have, we'd live in a different world. So it's that simple. I just encourage everyone to take one baby step, surrender and trust. Megan, I'd love to go to, uh, to a cafe with you and sit for hours. <laughs> Actually, with everyone here, (laughs) Uh, you know, and uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, one of the best things I I ever did was, um, I'm obsessed with Elizabeth Gilbert, if you can't, if you, if you don't know already, but um, she does this really great thing in her book called Big Magic, and she has everybody... Uh, she, she has people write a number of letters, um, but one of the best letters I think she has is is from fear. So actually sit down and actually listen and, and hear what fear has to say to you. And you say, you know, dear Megan or dear your name, and then listen. And because one thing I think we do often as we push fear away and we try to ignore it or we try to say like it's not really there when actually that gives it more power when it really just wants to be listened to and then once you kind of listen to it you realize it's pretty boring and unoriginal and like doesn't have that much to say actually <laughs> and the worst that like you know maybe the the worst it has to say is that you could potentially fail and then once you kind of see that you're like and so what um, I'm actually reading this really great book right now called Mindsets, and it's this woman who uh, she 
she she studies the mind and these kids and uh, basically the gist of it is the difference between a fixed mindset and a mindset that that is uh, based on challenge and um, and if you have a fixed mindset basically what it says is that you don't believe that you can grow or that you don't believe that you can actually uh, learn whereas the growth mindset believes that like our capacity, our IQ is not fixed is, is basically what it means. Um, so I would recommend that book and just believe that, look at things as challenges and not failures. <laughs> Tim, maybe you can wrap up. I think we talked a lot about love and truth today and uh, maybe you can wrap us up. Yeah. Well, first I just want to suggest everybody, my tip would be your inner artist is a gift. Don't ever discount it. Don't ever dismiss it. And don't ever, ever give up on it. So I will say that. Um, <laughs> but I want to thank everybody here. This has been, I mean, amazing. I, I felt so much a part of this conversation. And, and thank all of you for allowing me to do that. Because so many times when we're the host, I don't feel like I'm as part of it as much as here, you know, here for for you guys to have the conversation so thank you so much for inviting me in and thank all of you for joining us today um we are so uh excited because we are hosting this channel with different topics every month um next show will be on april 2nd it will be a little bit earlier in the day um it will be at noon eastern time um 9 a.m pacific time and I think that makes it uh, five or six CET. Um, I'm not exactly sure, um, <laughs> but uh, something like that. I know we will have all the details and please feel free to join us on the Connectal uh, Network and join us in the conversation. It's not meant to just be a talk every month. It's meant to be a conversation ongoing for eternity. So we will see you on Connectal. Thank you. And please feel uh, free to reach out to everybody who participated here if you want to find the artist within you. We really encourage the conversation to continue and thank everybody. Mm -hmm.